And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that couple shouting, it's Stainer and Jay. It's Stainer and Jay. Right, welcome to the latest edition to Hear That Podcast Growling. Paul Jay Morrison of The Athletic on the walkout with you in Tampa on a day where the Bengals beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-23 to here at Raymond James Stadium. And it was not as simple as that sounds. Uh, they're down 17 to nothing to Tom Brady and proceed to rip off 34 unanswered points create four straight turnovers and have a third quarter where every single snap taken by both teams happened in Tampa Bay territory and overcome a massive first half egg to win going away in a absurd effort and uh, the team that always seems to have a comeback always seems to have another swing always seems to find a way to get back in no matter how bleak it seems to be did it again in about as impressive as a fashion as you can do that yeah i mean only the eighth time in brady's career he's had four turnovers this is a defense that was already banged up they lose two more starters in the course of the game and those four turnovers came in the span of 11 plays. 11 offensive plays for Tampa Bay, four Bengals turnovers. Tom Brady had four turnovers in the first 11 games this year. And the Bengals did it in 11 plays today. And Tom Brady uh, left a mark on this Bengals defense. Yeah, when uh, Jay, you tweeted out <laughs> what his representatives, Tom Brady's representatives, sent in an email, him talking about the Bengals, called their defense, quote, fairly tough. And I think I heard the phrase fairly tough <laughs> maybe 70 times in the postgame. B.J. Hill didn't even wait to get to the locker room. He told us as he was coming off the tunnel, made sure he said it right to those of us standing there with our iPhones rolling. Oh, fairly tough defense. Make sure you remember that. And, uh, yeah, it left a mark. They took that personal. They don't like questioning their toughness. And they didn't like they didn't care if he's the GOAT. They don't care about any of that. Because that's something that this team is built on. And it's kind of funny uh, on a week where they're motivated by toughness for that to be the exact trait they've showed. The Bengals can beat teams many different ways. Today, they beat the Buccaneers with resiliency. Yeah, and it's funny how... A lot of times that those kind of comments get downplayed, but then after the game ends, you hear how much that it did stick in their craw, I guess, if you will. And 
it, it's just I mean this this Bengals defense they are I, I will have to look but they are climbing up I mean, we we go back we talked about this before minus five after week one and now they are probably going to be top five in turnover margin uh, at the end of week 15. Um, just a, a heck of a performance. A lot of talk in the Tampa Bay locker room about Bucks versus Bucks. We shot ourselves in the foot. We literally just handed them the ball. I don't think that was the case. I, I mean, the Bengals had got no pressure on Brady in the first half. They found a way to get pressure. They rattled him. The, the one throw was uh, just a terrible throw by Brady. The other one, Zach Taylor said it in the post-game celebration, one of the best interceptions he's ever seen in his life by Jermaine Pratt. And then they have the, the strip fumble, I mean, or the strip sack. They The, the Bengals went out and took it to them. There, there, there was no just sticking their plate out and having the game handed to them. No, I mean, they, they after a first half where they couldn't get to Brady, they really did, and, it, and Lou Anarumo who again shows himself mm-hmm. uh, his ability to make adjustments, to stick with it and find something, you know, befuddles Brady into throwing the pick to Trey Flowers, first interception by a corner all year uh, for the Bengals. But, you know, where he's a has a show blitz, drops eight. Flowers said he knew that the ball was going to be coming out fast right at the sticks because it was a third down pressure show that that was going to be the throw and it was schemed up so that he could jump up and make the play right in front of him and he does the pressure what instead of dropping they bring it and they bring it and logan wilson gets back there dj reader forces the fumble um and they recover it you know a couple of the other ones sure where brady just drops the ball giving it trying to give it to fournette or whatever i mean there's certainly stuff there in the the giovanni bernard Fake punt gone awry. Um, you know, there is certainly some stuff there, but the Bengals defense coming around and doing what they did um, is something. You mentioned down players, okay? They were, first of all, they had two rookies starting, including Dax Hills with his first start in uh, out of position at slot, mm-hmm. okay? Cam Taylor Britt out there, he goes out. Alan George is out there. Uh, Sam Hubbard goes out with a calf in this game, re-injures that one that he aggravated a week and a half ago. Uh, Trey Hendrickson's already out. You have Osai and Sample. B.J. Hill was kicking out, playing big end mm-hmm. at some point. Um, they're missing guys all over the place. They are down 17 and nothing to Tom Brady in Tampa. He is in that scenario. Tom Brady in a home game in his career with a 17-point lead was 89-0. 89-0 in that situation. And they come back and find a way and win it easily. Um, that's saying something. You know, there's just you – know, I was talking to DJ Reader after the game, and he kind of said, I've been in a lot of good locker rooms and winning locker rooms, but – there's just something about this group that is just rare and special in that everybody is a grinder. He said from the old guys to the young guys to everyone in between to the coaches. And it really creates this mentality of everybody go never feeling out of it because there's just a, there's a next play. We're going to make the play. We're going to have the next big play. And you combine that with a quarterback who always seems to, as the game goes on, figure out a way and figure out, you know, put the puzzle together. And it makes them a a vicious team uh, to ever think that you can count them out. You just can't. Today was the ultimate proof of that. 
the uh, Cincinnati and ones are back. <laughs> eighty nine and one now for Tom Brady. Yeah. But you're right. It was. It would be. I don't know. I want to say it would be easy, but you. You could almost see a scenario where, hey, they, they've won five in a row. They're down 17 nothing to the greatest quarterback of all time. They're on the road. And maybe other teams would have said, today's not our day. We'll, we'll you know, go through the motions here in the second quarter or second half and then get ready to play New England next week. And that did not happen. I mean, they that was really impressive to, to come back and do this against that quarterback. And, yeah, I know he's at the end of his career, but it's just – Anytime you come back from 17 down, it's tied for the sixth largest comeback in franchise history. They do it on the road. Um, there is there. You, you just you have this sense that there's there's really something special building here. And six six game winning streaks are rare. Anyhow. Yeah, I mean, Bengals franchise records eight that they did mm-hmm. back in 2015, and and they're they're on they're just on such a roll right now, um, where it just seems like they you know especially when you face teams that have flaws, let them beat themselves. If you you know if you don't beat yourself enough, uh, the other team will eventually do it for you, and 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 that's kind of what happened here today. Speaking of tough, Tyler Boyd comes out and plays where. Last week at this time that we're talking, he was coming out of surgery because he had a bone coming out of his hand uh, for his finger. And he's out here playing through it. Uh, and he said, yeah, you know, it, it hurt at times. You know, not as bad as I thought, but it hurt times. And and there he is when they go double-double on Higgins and Chase, force Boyd with the bad finger to make the play one-on-one on a third down red zone. Mm-hmm. High leverage, high leverage plays. And Boyd wins and has to make the catch. And he said, you know, I got it. No matter what, I, no matter how, what, how that finger was hurting me or I was thinking about it, I knew that that was my moment I had to make that play and he does i mean that's that's the type of stuff that that's why it becomes contagious that's that's why the way this team seems to always have another swing in them becomes contagious because of stuff like that and the way they play another interesting thing i wanted to bring up here about the comeback element of today's game zach taylor said after the game you know he said to be quite honest i think we needed that in meaning needed that in a game where you get smacked in the mouth in the first half and you're in a really hard spot and to have to to you know fire that neuron again right it's been easy for them in a lot of yes. ways on this streak i mean not all the time they Kansas City or whatever but i mean in a lot of ways it's been easy they've just kind of picked teams apart this was not easy and i think with tough games coming up the playoffs on the horizon the bills on monday night football having to go into new england and play belichick like with that stuff coming up you're you're gonna that you know you're gonna need this again to if you're gonna make it to where you want to make it and win the super bowl and he admitted that that this was kind of something that i think they really needed to win it this way um when you win six in a row, you win a lot of different ways. And, yeah. that, and I thought it was interesting that he said that he thought that that was something they needed right now. You know, I think he deserves credit. They're, this might get overlooked by all the turnovers in the second half, but I thought that was really key. They were getting handled. 17 nothing. Bucks are going in for that last touchdown with 99 seconds left in the half. Uh, Zach starts calling timeouts so that they'll have a little bit of time to work with at the end of the half. And they hadn't done anything since the, the Burrow interception on the first drive, a um, bunch of three and outs. And they just 
five plays, move right down the field and get a field goal right before halftime. And I think that was just that little bit of fire, little bit of momentum that, hey, okay, we've got something going here. And they build on it in the second half. And the, the Buccaneers did do them a favor with the fake punt. I still don't know what Bowles was thinking there. He said he thought that was the perfect time to call it. I don't know that a lot of coaches would agree with that. But um, I, I thought that drive right before the end of the first half was really big, just to get in a rhythm and get some sort of points on the board. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Todd Bowles with some interesting... There's a lot of interesting fourth down decisions in this game for both mm-hmm. teams. But, you know, early on, kicks a, you know, a fourth down right at the goal line... Uh, Ops for the chip shot, but then is aggressive going forward on fourth down, you know, a couple drives later and gets a touchdown out of it. And then you have a fourth down and deep in your own end and you're willing to go for it. it, A lot of this stuff, we we talked about Ben Baldwin, the fourth down, uh, the confused area, right, on that chart. (laughs) is like he seems confused is what he was trying to do and how you're trying to win. And the fake punt, you know, if you're – to me, if you're willing to run a fake punt there, then you should just be willing to let Tom Brady play. Yeah. On if you then go for it. If that's if you really want to do that, you have a, in my opinion, a better chance to convert. But you know what? The Bengals will take it. They were mm-hmm. and it helped turn the entire tide of this game. And that and the 
uh, defensive holding call on the 26-yard sack that would have happened. Um, there was kind of a bad refs giveth, bad refs taketh away because they should have called a P.I. on the previous play, a deep ball to Jamar Chase, and didn't. And then they called the holding on the next play, which very much felt like a makeup call uh, and, and played out that way. But, you know, the it's just kind of um, – more par for the course stuff from this team uh, in the second half. Just really fa- fascinating turn of events here. I mean, the Brady meltdown uh, did not see that one coming. No, not at all. And like I said earlier, he is, he's not the same Brady that everybody grew up watching, but it, he's still Tom Brady. And this is a team that's in first place and had a great chance to take control of the NC, NFC South today. They get a huge help with the Panthers and the Falcons losing today. And if they had won today, they would have a two-game lead with three to go and have the tiebreaker on on at least the the Falcons. It just, I don't know. This They had everything in the world to play for, and the Bengals just took it away from them. Um, an, an, an okay game by Joe Burrow. I mean, and I mean that in a, you know, it wasn't the – most glamorous, you know. I mean, he had the another tip pass uh, interception, the only that types that he throws. This he'll tell you, <laughs> and you know he's twenty seven of thirty nine for two hundred, but he has four touchdowns. And the yards weren't high because he didn't have a lot of yards to get. Yeah, you know when you play, he played. Uh, you know, it seemed like the entire second half he played in red zone. I mean, it was just snap after snap because they kept taking over. And when you look at the starting on those four possessions, you know, their start line was the Tampa Bay 16, the Tampa Bay 31, the Tampa Bay 13, and the Tampa Bay 39. That's where they took over. I mean, that's remarkable. And so you're constantly in the short, you know, the short end of the field. They end up going field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown ball game right I mean that's where everything kind of flips on its head and so yeah your yards aren't high but your efficiency is good you throw four touchdowns you spread the ball around you have four guys with five receptions apiece Chase Boyd and Higgins all have a touchdown Mitch Wilcox has a touchdown Um, they didn't run the ball particularly well um, but they you know they again made plays when they needed to they needed to make them and and burrow burrow made a ton of them um there's there's no doubt about it yeah their average starting field position was their own 48 yard line (laughs) it's hard to lose a game when you're only playing on half a field yeah and and so you know the beat goes on six in a row ten and four now in first place uh in the afc north after the ravens uh, continue to be a total mess on offense. Still without Lamar Jackson, they lose to the Browns, uh, thirteen to three on Saturday. So now the Bengals with a one-game lead. They have New England uh, in Foxborough, then Monday Night Football against the Bills, and they have the finale against the Ravens, uh, which they need to get too clear if they want that game to not be for the North. But if you're thinking they're going to rest starters this year like they did last year, think again because they have their eyes set on one thing right now. And Tyler Boyd said it plain as day after the game. He said, we are coming after the number one seed. That's what we want. We want to be number one in the AFC. I mentioned this in TWIB. We've talked about it a couple of times. It Because of the structure of 
I would say the clear upper crust in both uh, conferences. There are three teams, mm-hmm. I think, that are clearly uh, the contenders in the AFC and in the NFC. Um, in the AFC, it's Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. In the NFC, you know, you're talking about Eagles and Cowboys uh, and why am I blanking on the third Vikings. Team? Viking. No, no. Another team. I don't I can't believe I'm blanking on it. It doesn't matter. So but the point is in the AFC, that one seed not only gets the home game uh in you know throughout, yeah, but avoids the Bills and the Chiefs, they got to duke it out with each other and then come see you with the winner in the AFC yeah. Championship game. It's a massive advantage this year, more so than it normally is, uh, because it's not like where, okay, when there's two, three, and four, maybe, or, or three and four, kind of the same, whatever. I mean, the fact that to be able to just sit there and you hope win your divisional game um, and then have the beat up winner of KC Buffalo come to your house. Um, that's huge. KC wins in overtime against the Texans. Yeah. Um, a huge turn of events for them to hold on. I mean, they're kind of getting by. They had the, they snuck by the Broncos. They're sneaking by the Texans. They've got this easy schedule, but they're not making it easy on themselves. You wonder if the slip up is still coming for them. Um, it has to. It's the only way yeah. the Bengals can do it. The Bengals need to win out, and that will put the bills behind them, but they need one loss from KC and then they control their own destiny. Um, at this point, it's hard to bet against them. You know, yeah. hell, maybe they can keep the run going. It felt like in this stretch of three this week, then at New England and Buffalo, I mean, go two and one in that, you feel pretty good. Um, you know, the way they got it going right now, they'll, they'll be favored in both. Yeah, they're already favored at New England, and, and I think they will be favored against Buffalo and Baltimore. And uh, the team, you're, the other team you're thinking about in the NFC is the, the 49ers. Yeah, I'm an idiot. And, no. <laughs> and, I mean, the thing about it, though, that is the case where if anybody watched the games last night, do you want to go play for the AFC Championship in Buffalo and, and have a chance? I mean, it could snow anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's a tough team to play on the road, and if it's in those kind of conditions in Buffalo, they, they would be huge. To, to get the number one overall seed. And you're right. It takes one loss by the Chiefs and then the Bengals to win out. I don't know. You look at the Chiefs' schedule and you say, well, where's that loss coming from? But it, it almost came today. Yeah, against, against Texas. Yes. Exactly. So Bengals move forward short week, Saturday, Christmas Eve uh, in New England, in maybe in snow. Maybe it'll be a white Christmas all across. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe Jay will never make it back from Boston. I don't know. Don't say that. <laughs> Um, so, so that's that's what's next on their plate. But you know, for now, <clears throat> the beat goes on uh, for this team that just continues to do it in different ways. And you know, I know a lot of game balls went out. Luana Rumo uh, deserves one mm-hmm. because so, you know, just so much of what he was doing uh, ended up being the difference there in the second half for this team and. Uh, so they'll they'll keep trucking. They'll keep trucking. Um, so will we. Uh, we will be back uh, with our podcast on Tuesday. Then uh, we'll have our Thursday show previewing this weekend's games. And then, of course, Christmas Eve walkout next week we'll have for you. And big announcement coming on Tuesday. 
Yes, yes. I'm gonna, gonna drop it. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop that as a teaser. Big announcement coming on Tuesday that you guys are gonna really like. I think I am really excited about it. Uh, gonna be fun, and uh, I'll talk to you about that on Tuesday. Talk amongst yourselves. Figure out what you think it might be. Um, all right. Thanks everybody for listening to the walkout from Tampa. Paul and Jay saying have a good one. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.